0: Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh.
1: Hey, I'm Andrew and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, my friend, Woo. we are back and we're in action. How are you doing, man? How's, uh, how's your week been?
0: It's been pretty good. I can't complain. Uh, I'm trying to think what happened this week since the last time we talked. I can't think of anything.
1: Uh, yep.
0: pretty normal these days. Um, though I did cook some pretty fantastic tacos on Sunday night. Uh, nice. We do a thing with our church called Sunday suppers once a month. And I cooked some, oh, some Jamaican, uh, jerk chicken tacos with like a homemade mango salsa on top. Oh, it's like to dream. And then, uh, some carne asada tacos with an avocado crema. Uh, I guess it's a Mexican crema because it had cilantro and lime in it, but whatever. Um, That was absolutely tasty and amazing. So much so that like I cooked a lot and I was expecting there to be a ton of leftovers so I could eat them the rest of the week and everybody ate everything. So they left me nothing to eat. There was some mango salsa left because I made so much of it Um, because I've never made it before, didn't know how to do it, Um, but it turned out pretty tasty secret sauce folks Uh, mango flavored or infused vodka. That was the secret sauce to give it that extra just oomph of mango flavor. Put that on top of the jerk chicken. Oh my gosh. It's so good. And then if you haven't had the carne asada yet from, uh, Costco, that would be the best carne asada that's ever been created. Uh, it's not cheap. I think it's like 10 bucks a pound or something like that now. Um, thank you inflation, but, um, it's, uh, so good. Uh, better than anything I've ever tried to make or tried to figure out how to make. It's better than any marinade that I've ever bought. Uh, that carne asada. Oh, so good. And it's good meat. It's Costco. They always sell good meat. Um, so that's definitely, definitely an option. Now we're only, let's see here, we're only two and a half minutes into this podcast. And uh, my podcast co-host here has disappeared. I don't know where it went. Um, I did see that he put up the little one finger, like, give me a second, but I feel like I've given him like a minute, maybe even two. And, uh, he disappeared. Um, I would assume he can hear me still, which is the only reason I keep talking. Um, and he's, I think he had explosive diarrhea actually, after I think about it. Um, like that's probably 90, I'm like 98.2% sure that's where Andrew just ran off. to. He has explosive diarrhea. So if, if you're a praying person, which I'll be honest with you, I would assume that you are. If you're listening to this G's Life podcast, um, or maybe you're just curious, uh, pray for Andrew right now, and more importantly, pray for Andrew's uh, rear end because it's probably it's probably struggling right now because he was like he was gone quick, and I
1: just I feel you, really bad for him. <laughs> you started talking carne asada, <laughs> and I just ran straight to Costco ate a ton and uh and yeah i took a huge dump it was um (laughs) things got things got hairy um
0: like that carne asada is worth dropping everything you're doing right now and driving to costco and buying it yeah if you don't Uh, have at least minimum two packages of that in your freezer in this moment (laughs) you're you're doing life wrong
1: Yeah. I've, I got a palette, a whole palette. And, uh, anyway, dude, yeah, you started talking about it. You mentioned it was a Costco. I was like, see ya, I'll be back. Um, that in my, my three year old desperately needed a snack during quiet time. And instead of having her wake up her sister (laughs) during her nap time, I was like, I'm going to take care of that. So, you know, three birds, one stone, Costco poop snack. Done, done, done. Do they, do they share a room? No, not yet. Uh, When when my youngest is like sleeping most of the night, we'll move her into like a just a floor bed or a bed on the floor, you know. Um, And then they will, but that'll be the moment we move the older one into a bunk bed. So sad. Yeah, (laughs) we'll move her onto a yoga mat to sleep Um, (laughs) all night. Uh, No, so not yet. She's still in our room. But uh, not too far from no, now, definitely. she will move in there. It's going to be big. That's going to be, be big a hard deal. transition.
0: How do you keep yeah. children quiet and going to sleep uh, you don't. they can easily distract each other? You yeah. don't. It's going to
1: be dude. It's going to be the wild west. Like we haven't dealt, <laughs> we haven't dealt with that yet. Before but you we'll figure it out, yeah.
0: Before you do that, like you should, um, you should like re like. Soundproof all the walls, put in like a soundproof yes. door. So at least at mm. that point, it's not your problem if you can't hear it. It's like one of those things are like, if I can't hear it, it's not my problem. It's not, don't know what's going on. It's not my like
1: philosophy on parenting, but I I want to do that sometimes. Of like, I just I feel like it doesn't hear you. Philosophy. I feel it's like your you're fault. missing
0: out if you choose yeah. not to live by that philosophy.
1: I will say, my so we live in the country, uh, as you know, and My three year old is very independent and uh, to the point where sometimes it freaks me out. Where like she knows, like, we have a big yard, she can go out back and like go and hang out by the chickens or like walk around. But dude, sometimes she'll just straight up like disappear for a few minutes. And I go out there and I'm like, Where are you? like yelling for her. And then she'll just casually walk around the corner and be like, Hey, dad. What the heck? Uh,
0: kills me. At least she doesn't play the game where she thinks like she wants to play hide and seek with you in that moment. Right. Uh, and not right. say anything. And you're like, great.
1: Dude, I've I've I she, she does that inside, so I've like very intentionally been like, This is how you start a game of hide and seek. You always have to tell the other person. Yeah. <laughs> like, you let's not do a no a no uh, no entry hide and seek. Like that's not cool. That's not cool. Dude, any big, uh, other funny. than the Carne Asada, any big weekend plans for you? What's uh, what's coming up for you?
0: Nothing much. It's Super Bowl weekend as we're recording. This. Super Bowl. Uh, it would have already have passed, and the Rams have probably won when you're no. listening to this. I would assume.
1: No, I don't want the Rams to win. Ugh. No. You really
0: Do think you? the Bengals, ha- Bengals have a chance?
1: I think they do. They went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. They held the Chiefs to three points in the second half and overtime, forcing turnovers, doing all this stuff. I mean, the Rams are like totally star-studded. They're crazy, but the Bengals have had like such an uphill fight to get here that I'm like, I don't know, dude. I think they could be right in it, and I'm pulling for them because – I'm an, I, I'm always a fan of an underdog, and I don't like the Rams. Um, and it happens to be an Ohio team. I'm I'm not like a Bengals fan, but I grew up in Ohio, so I'm like, come on now, let's do this thing. You know, um, it'd be pretty sweet to yeah. see him win. But I like, love it.
0: You're also like Rams are also playing a home game, which I know Super Bowl is a little True. bit different. Um, but I would assume there's a crap ton of Southern California people. Like yeah. the second those tickets yeah. were on sale, they were like, I'm in. Yeah, um, I think you're right. I don't know. It'll be a it'll be yeah. an interesting game. I don't actually know anything about the two teams. I know very little because um, mm-hmm. I don't follow football. But uh, one thing I do find crazy interesting is the fact that two years in a row, which has never happened in like the first year, mm-hmm. never happened before in NFL history, that one of the teams playing in the Super Bowl is playing at home.
1: Right, two years in a row. Right. that's pretty crazy. Two years in a row, it is crazy. That, it really that is. starts
0: to get into like conspiracy theory world, where you're like, mm, "What's the NFL Who'd doing you behind the scenes?" How much just, did you pay? I wonder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Which, if it was still Tom Brady, then 100% everyone would be on right. on the bandwagon of big uh, time. You know, there's definitely conspiracy playing at playing here, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, dude. We'll see. We'll it's gonna see. be I good. Think, you should think go the, to I our
0: think friend. The Illuminati's behind the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, totally. Big time. Full on Illuminati stuff. Um, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. It is wild though, that's that stat like never happened and then it's two years in a row. Um, maybe they shifted something in how they figure out where it's played, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Um
0: Well, that's a brand new, beautiful stadium. Of course they want to play it there. True.
1: Yeah, big time big time and
0: then florida like who else of course you want to be in florida during you know february
1: february yeah it's the place to be dude um what are we talking about today like what's what's going on i thought you were going to
0: sing it for us that's what you told me before you were so excited i thought you were going (laughs) to sing the topic
1: I said I, you started singing it, and I said you should do that as our intro. Just sing song, go that through is the not Bible. How verses. I remember this
0: conversation. <laughs> I heard it as I would love to sing it to get into like our church words for today. Dude, and I was like, dude, if if you're down, like go ahead. I think <laughs> I think you have a, a voice of an angel, and I think you should <laughs> demonstrate that to everyone that listens to us. And you were you like, guys, really? Do you think I could? And I said, dude, 100% you
1: could. <laughs> That's exactly so how it went. So I don't think went, this is the time it? to clam
0: up. I say you
1: go for it. I've got stage fright, bro. I uh, I just have the jitters, and I can't shake it. I'm pretty worried that it's going to go poorly. So I need you to sub in. I need you dude. to take my place like as, as a friend. This is the moment to shine for me, Josh. (laughs) You take the singing part and I will clip it and put it on all social media for everyone to hear.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I bet. I bet you would. That'd be the first time we've posted social media in forever. And you'd be like, it's because Josh sang on the podcast. Uh, (laughs) I I think you should do this, Andrew. In your cold shower routine, I think you should sing during your cold shower routine for (laughs) the next week. Because uh, I would assume you're at two minutes now. And I would expect for what, whatever the next topic is, this topic is, I was right. going to say what's on the list, but I don't think that's actually true. Uh, make it last at least two minutes, <laughs> your song for it. So even if it's like yeah. only five words, I think like you really just you dig down deep and you belt it out for yes. as long as you possibly can. Because I'm assuming Perfect. if you do it in the shower with less oxygen, like, I would assume your body's going to take in less right. oxygen because it's stupid cold. Right. Uh, right. When you get into normal, it's like going into, like, you know, going from altitude down to sea level. You'll have all this extra oxygen. And you'll be able to belt it even
1: longer. Right. So, I okay. think this is a plan. So, that's one option. Here's another proposal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you three times in the next week do 15 to 30 seconds of of cold to end your shower um i will uh sing whatever our next bible verse is about on the podcast live next time we record um so you have a week to how uh, many times do i have to Three times. You just need to do three days, uh, where you end on cold for fifteen to thirty seconds seconds? each time. No,
0: no, thirty.
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. So if you do do that three times, do I start counting the second
0: I turn it from hot to cold?
1: (laughs) No, no. You you start the moment you know it's cold, Uh. which is the moment you like. That's when you that's when you know the it's the
0: moment cool. you, you're you're out becomes you uh, uh, an innie.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Everything becomes an inny. Gotcha. So if you do that and like yeah. just tell me yes, I did that, then I will sing the next Bible verse for our podcast. Um yeah, that's that's the deal, yeah, dude. I don't
0: I'll be honest, I don't think that's <laughs> worth it. Uh warm showers <laughs> are just too fantastic and <laughs> nice. Yeah. I right. don't and the fact that you, you have to end that way, that's the worst part yeah. of all. I don't right? You know. I, maybe in the middle of your shower, you're like, I just want to do it for whatever. But to warm back up after the fact would be really nice <laughs> to get out of a, It's bad enough that you get out of the shower and it's cold in your house still. Like that's worth Like, I don't know. I don't think this is worth it. As much I, as I'd love to hear you sing for everybody listening, uh, <laughs> I don't
1: love it that much. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, we're back to plan A, which is just Josh, what are we what are we talking about? Ah, I hope people I hope you enjoyed that tangent everybody and I hope the suspense was worth it. Josh is going to introduce Anna, the, if
0: you didn't the enjoy best it,
1: topic. Ever.
0: <laughs> you're not you're not our audience. You're not the people we're trying to reach cuz cuz you kind of like us. <laughs> if you didn't uh, enjoy it So we're in stop the middle of the this show series, now,
1: please. <laughs> just kidding.
0: But tell all your friends. Um, we're in the middle of the series called church words. You know, these are things that you hear church people say or quote, um, and you're like, what the heck does that even mean? And we're kind of just working through the list. And we've kind of been a little bit all over the place, but for the most part, we've been in things that Jesus said. So you're, you know, people are quoting Jesus. We probably should add some things here too, Andrew, of like just weird shit. That Christians say, where you're like, "What does that even mean?" Um, what do you mean? And talk about yeah. that stuff because like, there's do definitely that. non-scriptural things that we like to like throw around. And you're like, "Stop! Right, right, right! Stop. Yeah, um, right." We could do that. We treat this as truth, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, this week. So we well going back. We've talked about uh, turning the other cheek. We've talked about throwing stones at people. We've talked about buck cheeks. Uh, we've talked about fishing for people, um, or fishing for humans, which is probably a better way if you want a reaction. Right. Uh, and then this week we're talking about loving your neighbor as yourself, a topic that we have talked about in this podcast in extent, uh, in previous episodes. So if you haven't had an option or an opportunity to listen, Mm mm-hmm. So older episodes we have a series I don't even remember what we called it um, loving others maybe something like that um, where we went through first Corinthians 13 um, section by section and kind of talked through practically how do you actually live this out um, and we probably even talked about it even more than that in other episodes it's kind of a big one you know love God love people is is at the top of our commands um, as followers of Jesus. Um, but yeah, love your neighbor as yourself or do unto others what you would have them do unto you is another way. Uh that we see others saying it. Um uh, Andrew, yes. I know you love yourself a lot. How do you how do you love your neighbor as much as you love yourself?
1: It's hard. Um <laughs> love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Well, first of all, a little context. A little bit out of mark 12 um the Pharisees had been like kind of peppering Jesus with questions and they saw him like really answering exceptionally well and and they were asking him questions trying to trip him up uh as many people did you know like trying to get him to say something that they're like ha heretic you know um so anyway they asked him like hey which of which of the commands uh, is most important? What's the one most important one? And Jesus says the the first one um, is the Lord your God is one, and you shall, ha- you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. He said the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. So they asked him for one, and he's like, let me give you the top two instead. And let me give you them with clarity. You know? So like that's the the order of things is love God first. Second is love your neighbor as yourself. Doesn't say love yourself as your neighbor, <laughs> you know? So so first you gotta start by like having love for God, which is cool, but is also hard. Uh or it could be hard, you know. Um, Maybe it's a learned behavior. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, So start there and then move into love your neighbor as yourself. Dude, it is hard to sacrifice for me uh, time like. I don't have a ton of money, but I have enough, you know, and like giving money towards something is probably a lot easier for me than like giving a bunch of time towards something these days with two tiny people running around that we care for my wife and I and um, and a full-time job and all kinds of responsibilities like giving time to people is tough and that's like that's a sacrifice if I'm giving time towards something that's like the, the biggest thing I really can give these days um like i had to uh, like uh this other guy and i were on a board um and we've been needing to go and like gather materials you know like do for something important i'm not going to go into the details but we needed to go and like get a bunch of stuff together and both of us are just stinking busy and like realistically i could have been like hey like mike would you please handle all of this yourself, but that wouldn't have been loving because it's a task that sucks, (laughs) you know, and I have a shared responsibility in this and I'm like, let's, let's get it done, you know? So after, after we set the date and moved it and moved it again, and then finally reset it, we both buckled down and like last night we're like, okay, we're doing this. So we did. And, and I was glad we did, but at the end of it, I was like, ah, that sucked, (laughs) you know, but like, I'm glad I did that for Mike and I'm sure he felt like I'm glad I didn't stick that on Andrew, you know, but it was a small thing, a couple hours in the evening, but even that can be hard to give. And that's for somebody I know well and have a ton of respect for, a friend, um, all that, you know, and it was over a shared thing. And it's hard for me to show love with sacrifice of time in that simple way, you know? So I don't think I'm there by any means of love your neighbor as yourself. Um, Like if it's hard for me to give up a couple hours in the evening uh, to do something that I need to do, dude, it's hard for me to love my neighbor anywhere near the way I love myself. Um, I think in parenting, this is the way that that it comes out the most, hopefully in the way I, I treat my wife as a husband as well. Um, But man, when it goes to neighbor level where it's not just your direct family, um, then it gets a lot harder to be like, yeah, I'm going to show you the same care and attention and love that I have for myself because that's just not the case for me most of the time. It is extremely hard. What are your first thoughts? Like, am I just way selfish? (laughs) Uh, Is that is that your first thought or like, I don't know, did that spark any ideas in you?
0: Yeah, I think, like, um, I I think for most people, the idea of loving your neighbor as yourself, when you really start to think about it practically, like, how do I live this out? It's pretty overwhelming. Um, yeah. Like, I think that's a, a common response. I would assume it's a common response or Andrew and I, maybe it's just a response for Andrew and I, and you guys are much better people than we are. Um, but, you know, I've said this before, like, everybody's selfish. Everybody is focused on what we can get. Um out of a situation um uh, whether we want to admit it or not um like that's the that's the common m o so for us to essentially shift the framework that we view life through um to be others centric or others focused um like that's a hard that's a hard shift to make i i think for a lot mm-hmm. of people parenting's the first big shift in that of like oh wow like you know i i love this this creature that I've created um and now i have to actually care for it like i I think that's a a rude awakening for a lot of people we see a lot of maturity and growing growing up through that process um but i think goes even so much farther beyond that um and i I think we've talked about this idea before but like it's really hard to love god it's really hard to love others if you can't figure out how to love yourself right i think that's where most people's stumbling block is is they treat themselves like a piece of shit. So of course they're going to treat others like a piece of shit. And I use that word intentionally. Um, like if you're overwhelmed by your insecurities and you haven't dealt with that crap, yeah, that's going to be a burden to relationship with other people. Uh, if you haven't Mm -hmm. figured out your emotions through things like, why am I feeling what I'm feeling? Um, yeah, that's going to have a negative effect, a negative effect on other people. Um, and it's gonna be really hard to be present with them in the moment. Um, and in a lot of ways, that's how I describe, like, how do I love my neighbor as myself? i be present with those that I'm in, like, in front of. Like, how can I be fully present in this moment with this person? Um, if you haven't read anything by Bob Bob Goff, I, I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. Love does love something else. He has a couple of books on the idea. But his, his first book, one of the things he did um, to kind of prove his point was he wrote his actual cell phone number in the back of the book and said call me anytime and then mm-hmm. you know i would assume you've probably you've done it or if you've read the book or you know someone that's done it that's read the book they've called and then and bob's a- answered um wow. i talk about bob like he's a friend of mine and i i don't know Bob, yeah. um yeah but like but the whole thing of his book is like he's just present like to think through someone's day like that you're a you're a new york times bestseller on numerous occasions I think yeah. he's a, um, uh, he's the, uh, like representative of Uganda to the United States. So he's like yeah. a, a diplomat essentially, but he's an American yep. diplomat. He's an American as a diplomat for Uganda to the United States. Cause he's done so much work yep. there. I'm like, mm-hmm. I would assume pretty busy dude, know some pretty powerful people. Um, uh-huh. and yet in that moment he's taking the time, um, to, to answer in, in one of his books, he tells a story about an inmate that he found, like he encountered because someone called the number and then they got connected to this inmate guy. And then, uh, he ended up like helping this inmate guy out. I can't remember the whole wow. story now in some crazy way because he just chose to be present in the moment. Like wow. what's God going to throw at me right now? And you know, part of it's priorities, right? Your priorities have to change for you to be present in the moment. Um, there's things that are important that matter, that maybe don't matter as much as you put them on your priority list. Um, yeah. So it's probably helpful too of like create a priority list, like where, where are your priorities lie, but then don't use that priority list as an, as a excuse not to invest and be present with others. Um, you know, we, we like to use that often of like, well, these two top things are the most important things and no one's disagreeing that those are the most important things, but those aren't the only things. Right. Like yeah. there's other other things that you need to be investing in and people you need to be investing in that that we choose not to because we feel like we just don't have enough time. But there's probably yeah. things that can come off the priority list or drop mm-hmm. significantly lower on the priority list, especially in the fact that Jesus said the greatest commands, all of my laws, uh everything the prophets have said have hang on these two things. Um uh, love God and love people. Um, we call it the great mm-hmm. commandment. Um, the great commandments. Um um Andrew sorry I forgot your name Andrew uh Andrew <laughs> read it from Mark um it's also in Matthew 22 um yep. we see it repeated again um uh shoot I just read it not that long ago Paul in um mm. crap is it it's I either don't know. Galatians let me google it it's either Galatians or, or, or Romans
1: oh no. yeah I don't know I haven't read I Ephesians
0: recently Galatians Galatians 5:14 um you know for all the laws fulfilled in this one word, yes. even if it's this, um, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Um, we look at the the big ten great, you know, the big ten commandments um that you probably had on your Sunday school wall right next to the uh the uh felt board for uh, all your you know yep. felt characters to be told by Bible story. Um like hmm. the first the first four are are how do we love God? You know, and the last six are how do we love one another. Um, everything's built on these two things. So the fact that they're that important to to God and they're that, that important to who he's creating us to be, um, like that's where, um, we should probably put those things at a much higher level of, of priority than, you know, what am I trying to build? Right. Like, what am I, um, yeah. what business am I trying to build? What, and I'm not saying these things aren't important, but I am saying they're not as important, um, as other things like people, uh, Cause your legacy is going to live with people, not with the organization that you've built um, yeah. or with the business or with the hobby or with the prestige or whatever you're chasing. Everyone chases something. Um, but I, I, going back to the very beginning of what I said, like everything hangs on your ability yeah. um, to love yourself and deal with the crap of your life with Jesus. Like let him lead that process. Um, and you're going to be blown away at how much easier it ends up being to be present with others and love others. Well, um. Yeah. Oh, Andrew left us. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, worry, I probably I'm keep back. the screen up, so I can see Andrew no, no. when he takes off.
1: That's funny. did it. Um, man, it's funny. I uh, I sw- happen to jump to James, which, as you know, is my favorite book of the Bible. Um, because something you said in there reminded really? me. But can
0: we talk about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just. I feel like. It's the most relatable way of writing in the it's whole so practical New Testament and
0: how it approaches. Yes.
1: yes. And I'm like, I'd want to hang Do you out know with there's you some James.
0: There's some scholars. Yeah. There's some scholars throughout the days that don't think that James should have been included in the canon.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. I it's crazy. I don't know. Maybe they're right, but apparently they're wrong. <laughs> you know, if we believe this was Holy oh, Spirit no, guided dissension. <laughs> um yeah, but maybe they just had faith and didn't want to have any works associated with that, you know? And uh, they're like, this guy's too in my face. I don't want to want to deal with this. But James in in chapter two, he says, if you're fulfilling the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. But he goes on to like, talk about like how important it is to keep the whole law essentially. Um And I don't know, man, I just thought it was cool. I literally flipped to it as you were talking. And that line was what caught my eye right away. And it, I don't know, just perfect timing where I'm like, yeah, like love your neighbor as yourself is, is vital. But if it doesn't start with love for God first um and some love for yourself second, <laughs> then what are you going to love them You know, like it's, it's directional, I think, because you start with love for God, then some level of love and respect for yourself. And then you emulate that, but back to the people around you. So I don't know, just super hard or or it's, it is hard because it's easy to um, miss one of those vital first two, you know, Uh, and, and have it backwards or be you know thinking you're loving somebody but really you're just doing something for yourself um cuz you're out of whack you know um but it like like anything Jesus teaches it's simple but profoundly difficult <laughs> you know something that requires us uh to live way outside of ourselves to do and i do think parenting for me is the one thing that has forced me more than anything to reevaluate this, you know, or think about it differently because you're doing things like literally wiping butts or cleaning up, um, you know, changing diapers or cleaning up. Which,
0: which Andrew didn't do before having children. He's never wiped. That's right. Including his own. Makes
1: sense (laughs) of that. Including my, but like, you know, it puts you outside yourself where you're like, I love this person. So I'm going to do this thing. Even if it is, even when it is nasty or super frustrating or, the most on your schedule possible of like in the middle of the night at the worst hours when you're already exhausted, like kids don't operate on your schedule at all, you know, and nor should they like, that would be crazy if it was like, okay, you can cry between nine and five or whatever. It's not how it works. So it forces you to be like, all right, how am I going to be a loving and good parent uh, in this moment when I am exhausted and I don't want to, deal with this in this moment or whatever. Like it, it forces you in a way that, you know, a friend relationship doesn't force you that way. Very often, you know, there are moments where there's crazy circumstances and you, you, you know, are forced to make that decision of, am I going to show love in this extreme way or not? But most of the time it's like small, you know, like, am I going to, am I going to reach out to that friend? I haven't heard from for a while and see how they're doing. Am I going to, initiate a conversation and being open to making a new relationship with somebody, making a new friend. Um, it's the small, simple things that, um, that lead you into real relationship with others and give you chances to demonstrate love or not. Um, but it's not easy, like, especially, and especially the more you have on your schedule, the more responsibilities you have, the more excuses you also have to be like, no, I don't want to like, make another relationship don't want to have another person close because then that's more like demands on my time but back to your example with bob goff you know millions of people have read his books uh i don't know how many copies sold of, of love does but i'm sure a crazy amount did i'm sure you got a crazy amount of phone calls uh and probably still does because of that but it's a powerful testimony to be like, no, I'm going to love people for real. However, we kind of connect. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's, it matters and it makes a difference. Like it, it shows up differently than what is expected of the world. Um, I got to get my daughter back in her room. I will be right back one more time. I will hear you. So if you're talking crap, I'm not going to poop. I'm going to get my three-year-old back in her room. Be back.
0: He's lying. He has poop again, guys. I'm looking at his face right now. It's, it's, it looks like there's pressure building. Pray for him again. Um, and if you know, you can lay hands on Andrew, drive over and lay hands on him and help him through this moment. Um, <laughs> I got on the poop conversation again. I forgot what I was going to follow up with Andrew on. Um, shoot. We're talking about loving others. That's important. It's not easy being intentional. um, see what happens folks like poop enters the equation we're still all 12 year old boys on the inside we 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 get off track so easily uh and distracted on the things that don't matter um but from a priority standpoint kind of just going back to that idea um like man we're so selfish and and you know when jesus talks about dying to self and picking up one's cross i think this is a big piece of that um, oh man, I almost had, I just almost had the piece that I was going to talk about. And then I forgot it. It was like right there, you know, that moment got like, it was on the tip. It wasn't felt like it, it didn't feel like it, it was on the tip of my tongue. It was like in the side of my brain, like it was coming in and I forgot it. But yes, um, like so much of, of what we do, uh, as followers of Jesus, um, is, re- is learning to rely on, on Jesus to shape us. Right, like, and there's a big piece of that that it's it's dying to ourselves, it's dying to our dreams and our wants, which I get. Like, early on in your relationship with Jesus, when maturity, you know, when the foundation has been fully built yet, um, and you're still learning this thing, like that, whew, man, does that feel overwhelming? Like, I remember sitting in in you know youth ministry, and probably like a freshman in high school, and them talking about heaven, mm-hmm. and like, you know, at the time, hockey was everything to me, and I'm thinking to myself, like, if hockey's not in heaven. I'm out. Like, I don't, I don't want to go to heaven if there's no hockey.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which in the moment that's, that's priorities, right? That mattered so much to me. That was the most important thing. And if I couldn't have that, then what would, I, like, right. what could ever replace that that would give me the same kind of joy? Um, but right. now today, you know, I still have a lot of my hockey gear um, or I guess new gear. Cause you know, 30 <laughs> year old me today. Uh, 30 plus year old me today. And compared to 16 year old me back then, um, we're we're not wearing the same gear, um, yeah. but like, I still have my gear and hockey is still fun when I get an opportunity to play it, but it's been years since I've put on the the, the pads. Um, yeah. But like, there's plenty of other, Oh, I remember what it was now. There's plenty of other things that um, um I could be doing um, that, are, that bring me so much more joy that are aligned with, you know, Jesus mission of who he's calling me to be and, and what he's calling me to do. You know, I think I've talked about this before, but one of my life verses is John 10, 10. Um, Jesus Mm -hmm. is quoted saying, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come to give you life and give it to the full. Um, And I I don't know how many times I've quoted that in sermons. I don't know how many times I've quoted that to people, but it's probably in the thousands. Like, I think oftentimes Christianity can feel like death. It can feel like someone's stealing something from you. Um, because we're just doing it wrong. Like we've created the yeah. burden that Jesus never asked us to carry, right? We've taken on sanctification as our our ability and discipline and will, to will these things into existence in our character rather than letting Jesus do the shaping and how much easier that process becomes when Jesus is in control of it. I mean, oftentimes you don't see the change right away. It's, you know, you're, you know, it's six months later, it's months later, it's years later, even. And you're like, Whoa, yep. or someone mentioned something to you and, and you get to this place. But I, I am more convinced than ever in my life that John ten ten that promise of I've come to give you life and give it to the full that happens inside relationship with people. Like, you don't get to experience the full life that Jesus has for you if you're not doing relationship with people. Um, Like, that's where you're going to make the greatest impact. You want to have a legacy that lasts well beyond, you know, your last breath. It, It happens when you're investing in the lives of people around you. Like, help them foster relationships with Jesus. Help them foster relationships with people and teach them what you've done. Like, we we admire these people like, you know, Bob Goff in in the books that he does. But the reality is we can all get to that level. You know, maybe we're not all called to write a book on love. We're not experts from that perspective. Um, But we are... Though anyone could write a book these days, um, but we are, you know, called to to be present with people, to invest in people, to make a difference in people's lives, and that's where this adventure of Christianity lies. And I think so many people are missing out on the full life in Jesus is because yeah. one, they've never real, they've never learned how to foster relationship with with Jesus Himself. Um, you know, they've created new boundaries, rules, things that they have to do, but none of those things foster relationship, um, or they do those things with a different end golden mind rather than fostering relationship. Um, and second, they, they don't know how to invest in people's lives around them. They don't know how to be fully present, um, for those individuals so they can love those people. Well, and we're not saying like sell everything you own and give to the poor. Like right. Money is proven. Giving to the poor doesn't work. Right. Like, history has shown us that we can give billions and billions of dollars and yet nothing happens. Sure. We had a story recently where, um, Uh, I don't remember what board at, at, um, I can't remember the organization's name. Um, and Andrew left me, so he can't help me. Um, come on people. Uh, what's the word, you know, where all the countries come together, (laughs) um, their bases in New York or their building, you could probably all yelling it right now. And I, (laughs) I got nothing for you, whatever that is. There's a health organization attached to that. Um, and you know, they called out, you know, the richest people in the world and said, you know, if you could only give this money, we could solve world hunger. Do you know the answer, Andrew? He's back.
1: Was it the UN or WHO? The World Health Organization. Yeah. 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 Which is attached to the
0: UN, no? Yes. I'm pretty sure it is. That's right. Yep. Um, the United Nations. That's the word I could not think of.
1: Yep.
0: Um, we'll get there folks. It's been one of those weeks and it's almost over. That's right. Um, we, uh reached out to the you know tagged the richest people on twitter or whatever and said if we could only have this much money we could solve world hunger yep. and you know elon musk being elon musk you know, comments back of you know you, sh- you show me the data and i'm more than happy to give that much money um, but the reality is money doesn't doesn't fix people um, it oftentimes causes more harm than, than good but in the midst of that relationship investing in in the least of these investing relationship being fully present for for just the people you're in contact with um like man what a difference it makes for like people don't feel like they're seen today which is crazy in a world where like so much our life lives in the public right we're posting everything on social media and everybody knows everything at least all the good things about our lives and yet we feel like nobody knows us like what an epidemic like we think covid's bad that's 50 billion times worse. Um, the fact that people don't feel known, that nobody knows who they are. Um, and part of that's on them. Like they got to take some responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. But a big portion of that is like, you know, we, we live in what, there's a term for this. I don't remember the term now, but like, you know, we drive home, we pull into our garages, we close our garages and we have no idea who our neighbors are. Like we just don't invest in the people around us. Even people we call friends, um, even, you know, Some of those relationships were were limited on how invested we really are. Like they get a piece of us, but they don't get the whole us um, for whatever reason, insecurities, fear, um, blah, 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 blah. The list can go on and on and on. Um, But we miss out on so much life that Jesus wants us to experience and to have because we've chosen not to be present and invest in the people that are around us. Um, And families, yeah, that's where it starts. Your kids, your spouse, that's where it starts. But that's not where it ends. Like, I think we like to use this as an excuse of, you know, I don't have any more to give, but you do. Right. There's plenty of people that do and then figure it out um, and figure out how to balance it together. And it could be as simple as, hey, we're going to invite so-and-so over to family dinner. We're already having dinner. Um, my kids might be batshit crazy during that dinner, but like, whatever, they get to see my life as it is. I don't have to put forward this, you know, image of perfection. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to let them give them a taste of, of what, you know, my life feels like um, when my kids are being my kids. Like there's that piece of it too. Um, look for ways it's possible to invest and be yeah. present with others. Um, I had coffee with a pastor buddy of mine recently, and a lot of the work that he does is, is around this idea of being fully present with people and, and all that stuff. But one of the questions, and I think this is running around um, um, like counseling circles right now. Um, and maybe it has been for a while and I'm just catching up who knows. Um, but the statement of, you know, when, when you're in conversation with people or with, with a group of people and um, you can tell that somebody's gone, they're not present right now. They're thinking about 50 other things. That's not right in front of them. Ask the question of, and ask this question in great love and care, not as a judgment, but as just a, a, a way to re-engage the individual, Of uh, just saying, Hey, where are you right now? Um, which I thought was a fantastic question of like, Hey, where are you right now? Um, Questions we can be asking ourselves in our own head when we're talking with somebody, you know, are we saying, Hey, you know, Josh, where are you right now? And are you, are you in this conversation or are you thinking about 50 other things? I mean, it could be even in that conversation, you're thinking of end goals. So like, I want to give this conversation to these two things, which there's a time and a place for that type of of conversation. Um, But in general, Like, don't be thinking what you're going to say next or the next five things. Just be present in the moment, which for some creates a lot of fear, creates a lot of unknown, um, creates a lot of anxiety. What if I don't know what to say next? What if there's quiet or downtime because I haven't prepped in my own head? Um, I'm one of those people like that's my brain doesn't think that fast inside a relationship typically, but I haven't experienced that fear. Like it's an anxiety. It's this imaginary fear that doesn't actually exist. Whoa. You guys can't see this, but I can see this. Andrew was gone. He was not on the screen and then he just appeared and now Andrew's gone completely. And I'm just looking at myself. I don't know what happened to Andrew. Oh, Andrew's back.
1: <laughs> I'm here. If I don't know what's gonna, going on.
0: I think Andrew's still around.
1: I'm here. I, can you hear me? Josh? I am oh, okay. here. People. Um, Dude, I'm sorry. It was like it was, it was
0: like to... the rapture, but opposite. Jeez, like, <laughs> like doubled. Andrew came back without like came... like he didn't walk into the, sc- the the screen. You were just there. This um, <laughs> was like a reverse rapture moment. It was a little mind boggling.
1: <laughs> and I'm holding baby now because uh, her big sister woke her up during poop. Um, dude, freaking
0: big sister.
1: I, I'm sorry. I've been in and out. I've been loving where you've been going and. I'm going to get my final thought in now only because I know where at our time. We were supposed to be, but I think it's helpful to remember like this. What is love? First um, Corinthians 13 says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth that always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And that's my final thought. That's that's how love looks and behaves. Those are all hard things. Uh, But if we're going to love others, like those are the that's what love looks like. So. That's what we need to work on. And, and places where we're selfish and getting upset about things because they're not going the way we wanted them to, those are flags and moments to be like, God, what's going on in me? <laughs> Why is this making me upset? Um, and then from that place of, of having some love for yourself um, after you have some love for God, um, then you can love other people well, uh, or you can start and start small because Jesus doesn't command us to be perfect at things when we first start. He's just like, here's how you need to aspire to be, you know, and here's, here's the path I want you to be on. It's going to take you your whole life to get down the road at all on these, you know, but he's here to help us. Uh, God didn't tell us these things and then just bounce out and say, good luck. You know, I uh, gave us, gave us some guide in the the Bible with the Holy mm-hmm. spirit, more importantly, with other people to challenge us and guide us along the way. And uh, I don't know, man, that's, that's my final take is that's what love is. So we should aspire to do those things and then to do those things towards other people, uh, even when it's hard. And especially when it's inconvenient, because that's a, that's a little bit of sacrifice, right? Is giving up something out of your day or out of your schedule or out of your time. Uh, In the case I was talking about, to Show love to other people, that's that's part of what we're called to do. So, yeah, man, sorry, I've been so back and forth and in and out on this crazy uh afternoon, but I appreciate you bearing with me. And uh, I'll probably rapture in and back out in a minute. Who knows? <laughs> but that's what love is, though, yeah. And
0: I would say this too like, I, I get the feelings of you know, reading first Corinthians 13 or you know, reading some of these verses that, that feel overwhelming of like, man, how am I supposed to manage all that? Or how am I supposed to do all of those things? That's like 14 things, 16 things um, listed there. Um, and the reality is, is like, it's not up to you to manage all those things. Like that's giving you a, per, like that's giving you an image of perfection of how we're supposed to love people well. Um, but let Jesus get you there. Um, And I don't know how many times you said it and I don't know how many times more we're going to say it, but we're going to keep repeating it until people figure it out. Um, Like, you've got to be fostering a relationship with Jesus. Are you having honest, open, vulnerable dialogue with Jesus um, that helps shape you into who God's calling you to be? Right? Like, if you're struggling with patience, there's a reason for it. There's sin. There's crap. There's... uh, unmet expectations. There's, there's a variety of different things that are going to be at play of why you're not a patient person. How the heck are you supposed to know what those things are? You you spend time with Jesus. Um, You let Jesus foster those conversations. As you're reading through his word, don't read through his word as a task to be accomplished. So I'm reading a chapter a day um, kind of thing. Read it until it prompts conversation. Um, so you're reading through two verses. You're reading through a half a verse. If it prompts conversation with Jesus, jump off and, and, and have the conversation with Jesus. Now, I'm not saying neglect all of Scripture. Keep reading it like it's important. It, it gives you a, a firm foundation of what God has already said. Um, but if it's not being used to help you foster relationship and foster conversation, then you're doing it wrong. Um, this is probably why Christianity feels like a burden. This is probably why Christianity feels like it's overwhelming. This is why when you read verses like that, you think to yourself, there's no way I'm going to be able to accomplish all those things or do that or be that way or think that way or put others you know, before myself in that way. Like, yeah, um, you're not going to be able to. That's the reality and the truth until you start letting Jesus lead the process. Like walk with Jesus in the midst of that. See what he does. Um, let him speak into your life and talk about the hard things that he wants to talk about. They're going to give you freedom in areas of your life you had no idea that those things were connected. Foster relationship with Jesus. If it's been a while, start 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 today. Um, it's a simple of Jesus like, I'm sorry. I, I, it's been so long since I've talked to you. Um, I want to have a, a real um, blooming, uh, uh, fulfilling relationship um, and I'm missing out on all these things. Um, teach me how to do that. And then the next day, turn around and do the same thing. Um, pull out the book of John and just walk through, you know, Jesus ways as that is, as, as your foundation, you could do that with a variety of different books, but John's easy because it's 21 chapters. And if you, you know, build a habit in 21 days, there you go. Um, that goes against what I said earlier about just like, it should be fostering a relationship with Jesus, but start somewhere. Um, like be spending start time somewhere. With, with, yeah. Yeah, be spending time with Jesus daily, like, you know, relationships, relationship, whether it's a relationship with a human being, you know, think back to that. How did you build trust and relationship with your spouse um, or with your your, um, girlfriend or boyfriend or with your parents or with a child? Like, how did you do that? This dissect those things, you probably spent time. You probably were vulnerable. You probably gave trust away. Um, cause it's the only way trust is going to be you know, developed in relationship. Um, like you, you, here's all the thing. Jesus works by the same principles, relationships, relationship. Um, he's going to function in the same exact way. Sure. You're talking with a being that cannot be seen. I get that. Um, but he's still present. He still speaks and he can still be there. I um, mean, he still plays by the same rule. You're not gonna grow as a follower of Jesus um, on your own. You may be able to fake it, be able to do all the right things and abide by all the commands and then Jesus is gonna say, you know, away from me for I never knew you. Like there's gonna be a bad day on judgment. Um, like if you're not fostering a relationship with Jesus, those are the places you end up. But when we want to see growth in our own lives, we want to love people better, it comes from that relationship with Jesus. So use those principles of relationship and apply them to Jesus. I got to spend time with him. It's the only way I'm going to get to know him better and him get to know me better, at least in the sake of the relationship. He knows you inside and out. But like there's that piece of like, if you're not spending time with him, it's never going to happen. Um, if, if you're not being open and honest in your conversation, where do you think it's going to go? If you're not giving Jesus trust of like, Hey, I know you're telling me to do this way. I don't really know. I'm going to, I'm just going to trust you. Um, then yeah, of course you're, you're still where you are. then you know, as you were a year ago or two years ago and you feel like nothing's changed yet. It makes sense. You've never, you don't spend any time with Jesus. And when you do, it's transactional. Like it's not relational and you've missed on so much life. If, if Christianity feels like a burden to you right now, I'm telling you, you're doing it wrong and there's a better way. Like Christianity, my relationship with Jesus never felt more fulfilling than it's ever felt my life than today. It took me a lot of years to figure it out, but I want to make sure everyone else can figure it out as well. Like fostering relationship with Jesus makes everything so much everything else easier. Loving people, so much easier when Jesus is leading the process. Um, he's dealing with crap in my life that I had no idea was related to how I love people. Um, he's making sure I'm present in conversation um, because he's, he's dealing with other junk. Um, or he's pointing out things that I just never knew about his character or knew about um, his character and relationship to me. Like, let him lead those conversations and have those conversations. Be on, honest and open, which means, like, let it all out. Talk about your emotion, God, when I think about this situation, I feel angry, I feel sad i, I feel hurt, I feel uh, uh like I want to get vengeance, I feel whatever the emotions are, like let all those things out, talk through those things um with Jesus to be blown away by what he can do with it. oftentimes we say, you know lay at the lay it at the feet of Jesus, lay it at the cross, and laying it at the cross is like, Jesus, I give this to you that's not laying it at the cross, that's just making a a a statement that's barely uh 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 whatever the word is I'm trying to think of. I'm um, like that's just making a simple statement that doesn't make like it's a declaration. I'm like, I'm gonna make a quick declaration. It's like Michael Scott and you know the the uh uh bankruptcy. I declare bankruptcy. I declare like bankruptcy. that's no that's not right. Like that's not no that doesn't work. There's some steps along the way. The steps along the way of giving something to Jesus is letting it all out. Jesus, when I think about this, I feel this way. Jesus, when I was going through this, can I just walk through every step as it went through it and what I was thinking about it, the the fear that overcame me in that moment, the frustration that it, like talk about those things and why you think those things are the way that they are, um, and then the Jesus, watch what Jesus does that He speaks into those things, probably redirects you, gives you a new framework of why the you know why it ended up the way that it did, um, the part that you played in that that situation or didn't play in that situation or how sin you know. You know, unfortunately, someone else's sin rubbed off, you know, on you and affected your life, right? You can talk through those things, um, like, and man, life gets so much easier. Loving Jesus gets so much easier. Living out this command of loving God and loving people gets so much easier when Jesus is leading this, this, this process. So I've spent, I don't know, probably five, 10 minutes, um, on this soapbox because I think it's an important soapbox. Like get away, spend time with Jesus today. If you got a loud, busy house and you're like, I don't know how to do this. Some people can like get away in their own head. Great. Do it. Sit on the couch and get away in your own head. Other people need to physically get away. Hey, on this, I'm going to have to, I have to drive to Costco to get carne asada because this Jesus life told me I have to buy this carne asada yes. uh, and Andrew already got his and it was good. Um, like, <laughs> take that 10 minute drive, that 15 minute drive and say, I'm not turning on any music. I'm not turning on any audio books. I'm not turning on any podcasts." Okay. I might turn on the, this Jesus life podcast, but then afterwards, just kidding. Don't even turn on our podcast um, and just say this next 10 minutes, I'm just going to talk to Jesus. And it may be awkward at first. I'll be honest with you. Probably is going to be awkward at first. That's okay. That's normal. Just like it's awkward um, when you're building a relationship with, you know, your significant other. Um, and you're in the beginning of that stage and it feels awkward to share um, vulnerable pieces about your life, but you've got to be vulnerable to have real relationship. Um, practice these things. And then on your way back, guess what? You got another 15 minutes. Um, maybe your wife's like, hey, I really, really want to go with you. Or you know, your child's like, hey, I really, really want to go with you. Just let me know, hey, I would love for you to go with me, but I actually need some time with Jesus. Like as a dad, think about that. As a dad or a mom, how impactful is that going to be for your child? When he hears, Oh, I'm not, granted, sure, they heard yeah. you're not invited, they're not invited, they'll get over right. it, but, right, like, right. to hear that you're fostering a relationship with Jesus, man, what an impact that's going to have on your kids. Now, actually, do it, like, if you're not anymore like Jesus a year from now, they're going to be like, yeah, that's all bullshit, um, that doesn't work in life, <laughs> so make sure actually our foster relationship with Jesus is some, some yes. change, some credibility to the relationship. Right. Uh, but, man, you're going to be blown away at how full life gets in terms of fullness, as Jesus promises in John 10, 10, when we choose to start letting Jesus lead this whole thing, this whole life, this whole process, and the impact that we get to make on other people around us, um, the impact that Jesus makes on our own hearts and lives and the places that he's definitely going to get us to go. Yeah. Um, Andrew, that's the end of my soapbox. Dude, it was get a great any time. final off. thoughts before we close this, this bad thing out?
1: no man i loved yeah, it i, I love the practicality of know. like actual time and here's a here's a way to do that and yeah anytime you're feeling selfish or like i don't want to do that for somebody that's probably a moment to be like love your neighbor you know but love you dude thanks <laughs> for this time. <laughs> uh,
0: so sorry folks i don't know what i did but i hit some button and music started playing Uh, And then to stop it, I deleted it. So now that audio file's gone, I'll have to figure that out. But hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Andrew, it's good to see you, my brother.
1: Good to see you, my friend. Bye. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us. And we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out
0: if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to
1: hear from you. You can email us at hello at com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.